Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place he was about to visit. And he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse or bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, begin by saying, Peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay at the same house, eating and drinking whatever you are offered, for the worker is worthy of his wages. Do not move around from house to house. If you enter a town and they welcome you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God is near you. But if you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go into the streets and declare, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off as a testimony against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. I tell you it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. So he told them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and declared, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus turned to the disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. One day an expert in the law stood up to test him. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus said, do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus took up this question and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the same road, but when he saw him, he passed on the other side. 
So too, when a Levite came to that spot and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But when a Samaritan on a journey came upon him, he looked at him and had compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Take care of him, he said, and on my return I will repay you for any additional expense. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The one who showed him mercy, replied the expert in the law. Then Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. As they traveled along, Jesus entered a village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to his message. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations to be made. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord replied. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, and it will not be taken away from her. And this is God's word. Joy is a major theme of the Bible. It isn't emphasized a lot by preachers like me because it isn't hard doctrine. Yet, it is a theme that is interwoven throughout the Old and New Testaments and is described throughout Scripture as an outgrowth of walking with God. For instance, the the fruit of the Spirit is joy, according to Galatians 5.22. In this chapter of Luke, Jesus prayed full of joy through the Holy Spirit, according to verse 21, for God's plan to bless the simple with salvation instead of those who believe themselves to be sophisticated, again, verse 21. But in the same context, He cautioned the 72 disciples about the source of their joy. After a successful short-term missions trip, they returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Their joy, it seems, stemmed from their success using the spiritual power Christ had delegated to them. Power can cause pride. So our Lord warned them about Satan's fall in verse 18 and encouraged them not to find their joy in power, but instead to rejoice that your names are written in heaven, according to verse 20. Our Lord Jesus Christ rescued us from an eternity of misery apart from God. He rescued us from the darkness of living apart from God and his truth. He adopted us into his family and conferred on us all the rights and privileges of sonship, even treating us as if we were as righteous as Jesus is even though we are not. He gave us spiritual power to accomplish anything and everything he calls us to do for his kingdom work. It is his grace and mercy to us and the promises he made to us about the future that really matter. These are the things God wants us to rejoice about. Not what we have done or what we can or will do. Whenever the source of joy is about us, we are in danger of pride. Whenever the source of joy is about God, we have joy as a blessing. This is a great truth for each of us. It's a great truth to start off the day if you're watching this in the morning. God wants you to have joy. And the source of that joy is him and all that he has done for us and will do for us 
in Christ. I hope you live today in that joy, rejoicing in God's grace and goodness to us. And if you like this devotional, maybe you should sign up to receive them every day in your email. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe for that. Also, would you consider becoming a financial supporter so that I can make more content and reach more people with the Word of God? Go to dailypbj.com support if you'd like to do that. You could also share this devotional with someone you know who might enjoy it and get something out of it themselves. I hope you have a great day. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.